everyone, and welcome to this 16th Simmons & Simmons Clean Energy podcast. My name's Andrew Petrie, and I'm a partner in our International Energy, Natural Resources and Infrastructure team based in London. And I'm joined today by um, partner Federico Piano of the Uruguayan law firm Guerre and Regules. Welcome. So, if we could kick off today, um, could you just tell us a little bit about the Uruguayan government's um, commitment to net zero and uh, emissions reductions targets? Yes, indeed, Andrew. Well, Uruguay made kind of a, a really major transformation of, of our regulations 20 years ago, which led to a, a really important change in our energy matrix at this point. Uh, we can we, we're proud to say now that 97% of our energy we consume come from renewable sources, which is uh, which is very important for 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 a country like like ours and 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 places in in a leading position in the world in terms of renewable energy and in particular in the production of uh, energy coming from wind. So so on that end, our government had had a very strong program and actually implemented. And there's a new some new stages coming coming along on the on the net zero and, and emission reduction targets uruguay has a forecast to achieve net zero by 2030 um we know it's uh, uh it, it's it's gonna be hard but but the government is confident that they that they can do it um, there has been a, a large increase in forest cover uh, due to some pulp mill investments in in, in the past years that are probably going to help us to, to meet the forecast, but there's a lot of work to do in particular because two-thirds of our emissions come from uh, food production and in particular beef production. So Uruguay has specific emission targets related to this and we are expecting our government to, to achieve them. Okay, well that sounds really encouraging, but yeah, as, as you say, agriculture is a, is a tough one. Um, what technologies currently dominate Uruguay's renewables uh, landscape at the moment, and you know how do you see that evolving uh, in in the, in the coming years? Well, hydro represents forty four percent of our, our generation, and wind thirty two percent. So those are the two major uh, sources that, that that we have. Solar is 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 very small yet; it's around three percent, and we think there is room there for 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 some for some increases. Our government is planning to launch a new set of solar PPAs. Uh, timing is not, uh, we're not sure about the timing. Some, at some point we were talking about 2028, which seems a bit far from now, but probably if there are um, changes in the in the energy needs uh, for, the, for the country that, you know, this calendar could be, could be revised and shortened. Um, also the country is trying kind of planning a new step, a uh, new energy transition, and the government is adopting measures to implement green hydrogen uh, in order to supply not only local demand, but also for, for exports. Uh, there's a, there are feasibility studies uh, carried by the government, with, uh, which you now turn out to be positive. Uh, this project is still in early stages. However, if it moves forward, the government has already said that offshore uh, wind farms may, may be an alternative. We don't have, yet we don't have a offshore, but uh, the government is planning to launch a tender in order to, to, grant, to grant permissions to test winds in certain, certain locations. So I guess that if the winds are right and the financial model of those projects work, 
we might uh, see offshore in the newer in, in the in the future here. Okay, well, that sounds quite exciting as well. And I understand that the majority, the vast majority of your current mix is is, is already renewable, which is which is uh, extraordinary. So presumably, a lot of the new generation capacity will be focused on those green hydrogen projects um, and 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 the you know, transforming. Uh, the energy mix, say, for transport and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. And what about routes to market then? I mean, are there auctions for subsidies, um, and corporate PPAs, and, and you know, how, how, do, how do these renewables projects um, you know, source their revenue in, in the market? The main, the, main, uh, the main route has been PPA agreements entered into with the government. Uh, with uh, our state electricity company acting as off-taker. That has been kind of the, 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 the main and only one. Um, the, the, those PPAs are very, very interesting. They're very long-term, 20, 22 years. Uh, they're structured as take or pay. You know, there's no good payment risk assumed by the generator. And they're paid in dollars, which is very interesting for, for, you know, for investors. And also, this uh, this state state electricity company has a, a government guarantee by default, which uh, it's an in, in the end is an is an investment grade guarantee, which makes our, our PPAs extremely bankable and, and interesting for for, for investors. Um, they they also have interesting tax benefits. So 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 they're really good PPAs. And although the government is not launching new ones. Uh, we're seeing uh, M&As and, and refinancing of those PPAs uh, at this moment. Uh, on the corporate PPAs, we we have just closed uh, the first corporate major corporate PPA for a very large consumer. Uh, we we cannot disclose much of the, much information yet because the company has not announced it publicly, but. But it is a very, you know, it, it is a very important first step, and we would expect to see other industries following the example in the in the next years. Well, that sounds extremely encouraging. Again, so uh, you know, fantastic. Okay, so what do you see as the main obstacles currently facing uh, development of renewables projects in Uruguay? Well, on the obstacles, we can say that, as I said, 24 years ago, our our government made really important regulation updates that kind of liberalized the market uh, for generation, uh, allowing privates to, to, you know, to, to develop projects, uh, energy projects. At this point, I understand that our, our regulation is, our market is mature enough and ready for, for a, new, a, new, a new step forward. Um, one of, for example, in the, in, the, in the corporate BPAs, one of the problems that, that, that we have seen is that uh, our regulations don't uh, consider renewable projects uh, accounting for firm power. So the generator have to purchase the firm power from 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 UTE, from our state electricity company, which has been a problem. Uh, the government has, you know, reconsidered this position is, and is now thinking it's now working on a on a regulation that, that would change this. So so the market is is expecting to see this this new regulation shortly, and and, and has taken this as a really good sign uh, so we hope to see that that happening soon um, also an obstacle has been I, I believe the electricity transmission network um, for some projects the the, the the private had to carry out strong investments in you know in, 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 
in electricity in electricity grid and substations, which made the project very expensive. Um, the government is aware of this, and we are we're actually working in two tra important transmission electricity grids. Uh, so we hope that uh, that this problem you know gets being solved or, or, or improved by the time. Um, and also on the on the obstacles, we can say that we do have a, a problem, which is the demand. <laughs> our demand is basically based is on the on, on the needs of, the, of our state electricity company. And so, you know, generating corporate PPAs or, or strengthening the relationship with Argentina and Brazil to export electricity to them, it's it's something that, that, that we need to work on in order to, to improve our demand and, and make our projects more interesting. Okay. Well, that, that, that also sounds, um, you know, very positive. But what about, um, you know, are there any key legislative or policy updates coming down the line that might affect these developments that you've just alluded to? Well, the, the most important, you know, last uh, announcement from the government is is their plan to to develop green hydrogen. Uh, this is really really important because it's it's seen by the government as the next you know energy transition, um, and the government has already set a virtual data room with all the information of the project for for the for the investors and generators to 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 review them. There are two two main alternatives to participate. There's like a predefined pilot, uh, which is for developing uh, green hydrogen for heavy transport. But there's also an open pilot, uh, which you know uh, it could be used for other other uses for of green hydrogen, such as you know green fertilizers or green ammonia as marine fuel. But but you know it's it's open. So so the government is really interesting in, in seeing seeing this happen and and will probably help generators to to you know to decide uh, and invest in Uruguay in this okay so i'm sure you've been following cop26 which uh, ended recently in, in glasgow here in the uk um in terms of outcomes do you think it'll have any effect on on what you were telling us earlier or or, and if you do, if, if you think there's going to be effect, what do you think that effect might be? Well, Uruguay is a very, you know, it's a very small jurisdiction, and and as our government has said, we are, we believe to be a creditor in the in the climate change war, because our let's say our emissions are very very small. I think they account for zero dash zero four percent of total emissions. But on the other hand, we are a, a jurisdiction which is, you know, could be heavily affected by, by climate change because our, our economy is heavily dependent on on agriculture. So, you know, floods, uh, droughts really affects our, our economy uh, in, in a very important way. So, so on that end, I think our country expects from COP26 and from 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 the other countries to actually. You know that, that that actual help from developed countries comes to comes to to Uruguay or other underdeveloped countries, uh, in, in you know in in sort of of financial aids or or transfer of technology, which will help us to kind of uh, be better positioned in the next decade to uh, and you know help the the, the overall uh, reduction and net zero that that, that the, the whole world has has committed. Yeah, no, that's clear. Well, look, thank you so much for your time today. That's, I'm afraid, all we have time for. 
so thank you, Federico, and um, please look out for the future episodes in our podcast series, which you can find on LinkedIn, uh, the Simmons & Simmons web- website, Spotify, and Apple Music. Mm-hmm.